Are you overwhelmed? No, you're not. Overwhelm is just a sign that you need to be more organized. Today we're going to tell you how to notice it and what to do about it. Welcome to Back Down the Hill. Welcome back to Back Down the Hill. We've had a little bit of a rest and uh, Jack and I have done anything but put our feet up during that time. But here we are back again with another great subject that we'd like to talk about. And that is the subject of overwhelm. Now, Jackie, it's a, it's a word that's used out of context. Um, I was doing some reading about this and um, Merriam-Webster says it's pretty redundant as, as a descriptor. And the reason that it's used is because it's, it, it, it's sought out as a form of overemphasis of what's really going on and what the problems are in people's lives. So, you know, it's a bit like that word inundate, which was always used to describe somewhere that was flooded with water. That, that's what it applied to. But people have started saying these days now, I'm inundated with requests for blah, blah, blah. Well, no, you're not. You're not in a sinking ship, actually. It's fine. And overwhelm was along those lines. It was about, basically about freak weather, I think, and, and uh, designed to describe how irretrievable the situation was. And of course, humans being humans are always looking for a better word um, that adds more emphasis to the difficulties. And so overwhelm became the, the one thing. And now people uh, regard it as a thing. But we both know, I think, that it's a, it's a learned behavior. You said that to me and I'm stealing it because I think it's it's correct. And um, the way we find ourselves dealing with it is in conversations with entrepreneurs and people starting up businesses, right? So um, I think the way entrepreneurs uh, experience overwhelm is that they, it's, it's not about the entrepreneurs are generally willing to get their heads down and do hard work and really get stuck in. But then they find themselves down this rabbit hole of to do's and can begin to feel like they're accomplishing not very much at all. And it's the reaction and the response to that, I think, that leads them to believe that they're feeling overwhelmed by it all. What do you think? Well, thank you for inviting me for this conversation, number one. Um, so I think it's just, it's like a go-to word. That's, that's the, the first word that people seem to grab, you know, before they've even attempted to, you know, figure out how do I go about doing what's ahead of me? Um, it's the assumption that I have a lot of work to do. Oh no. You know, or it's the, I'm not sure I'm capable of handling this work that I don't even know what it's going to, you know, entail. But it's, I just need to use that word because I want someone to understand and help me right here, right now. So that I, I actually think it's like a cry for like, help me, you know, something. But um, I think people just use it because it's, it's just a common term and um, the over, you know, over and the whelmed, the over is this is a lot more than is, is what it breaks down into. You know, I don't think um, people actually examine what they have ahead of them first, you know, or go to tools and say, you know what, let me get organized first. Let me see. They just, 
latch onto this word and and then it overtakes them. They start to, it's physical, it's mental, you know, it's affecting them in all sorts of ways. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, what does it look like and feel like to people? I mean, I, I, I've, I guess people feel, can get to feel stressed out. You know, if, if working hard is something you're accustomed to, maybe the dream business that you were, you're hoping to have and that you're setting up, maybe working hard wasn't, wasn't part of your idea that you would be uh, doing consistently and uh, all the time. And, and you suddenly find that you're stressed out with it and it's like, it's not your fault. Um, that's potentially a warning sign, isn't it? That there's something to deal with. Yeah. I think when people have been through a, a lot of challenges in life, they keep hoping that the next thing won't be such a big challenge that they'll be able to handle it. You know, that they, this, this time around this, you know, I've also heard this, you know, thing they say, um, I hope this works for me, you know, and they go in with that attitude that this is going to be different. And then they find, Oh no, I have to do work. And because of all the challenges they've been through in life, they already have, predicted it's not going to work for me because I did not know I was going to have to invest this much of myself or whatever into this, you know, this, this opportunity. I really wish I did not have to do all this work, which, you know, honestly, if they would just go ahead and follow through, they'd probably find out, oh, you can handle this, you know, but it's, it calls for not jumping into that state of overwhelm. It actually calls for just sitting down and saying, okay, this time around, we're going to have a different attitude. Yeah. Okay. And how easy is that for people to do when they're trying to, to deal with it, with starting a business and, you know, there's, there's marketing to do, there's, there's networking to do. I mean, that's all on social media. You might find yourself procrastinating, spending more time on social media, that kind of thing. Um, and you may be beginning to feel that all those associations and so forth are not, um, not delivering and, and, uh, and things like that. How do you really just tackle this in your opinion? Well, I know that some people have been involved in different opportunities or a new, you know, a new project and they don't feel like they're getting enough support or they're not in, a, you know, they might be in a community where every, it's he, everyone for themselves. And so they see some people who seem to be charging ahead and they think, oh, well, that person is, has more knowledge than me. You know, some people get very apprehensive about asking for help They when they should. They should reach out and say, who can I connect with? Or maybe, you know, look for opportunities where there is a community of people already in place that, you know, a support team to help you. Mindset training is probably the first thing that needs to be done in all of these instances, because it's usually the mindset that will, if you sharpen the mindset and fix some limiting beliefs, you know, then you don't have that attitude that a child, this is, this is going to be hard. You know, you have a totally different um outlook yeah yeah okay um i think really people need to change their attitude don't they towards stress 
and not be intimidated by stress and don't focus on how stress might be affecting you like here and in the now and making you like a, whatever, a little crankier than usual. And so then you, you back off. I think what you, one of the things, one of the techniques you can use to deal with this is to use stress to empower you, you know, to rise to the occasion. Right. And, if you look at it that way, then stress can be like your friend in many, many, many of these situations where you're trying to look ahead and be consistent and persist with an idea. Because we often hear, among a lot of this stuff I, I read, and I'm sure you do as well, that the moment when you, you're thinking that all your efforts are just amounting to nothing is probably quite close to the moment where you're going to make the make the breakthrough, and so whenever the stress kicks in, um, I think it's best to try and learn how to transform those challenges into a force for good in your life and for progress. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. In the beginning, you said that I thought it was a. I said it was a practice behavior. You know, resorting to saying I'm overwhelmed or being stressed. So the idea of stress is usually something that anytime you feel uncomfortable, it reminds you of other situations in your past where you felt uncomfortable and automatically you resort to this feeling in your body or the, these thoughts in your head, this is all going to go wrong. And that's what needs to be worked on not jumping, like noticing that it's happening and then saying, wait, I'm doing this thing that I always do. You know, when I come to something new and different that I'm not familiar with and I jump to the conclusion that I'm not going to be able to get through this. And again, I talk about, you know, um, working on mindset and hopefully you can work with, you know, even another person, you know, as an, maybe an accountability partner so that you can get past it so that you can say, well, this time around, I'm not doing that again. I feel it. It's there, but I'm still going to work through it. I'm going to get past this because I've seen, I can see there are other people who have been successful, you know, with this that I'm attempting to do. So I, I believe I can do this. You know, it's got to be a lot of positive self-talk in those moments when supposed stress is coming on, you have to override it with, other practice, healthier practices, you know, mindset, self-talk, um, getting organized. It's very, very important. Yeah, I agree with that. And that leads me and you nicely into another thing that I wanted to bring into this conversation, which is the business of focus. Uh, you mentioned that to me the other day. You said there's a law of focus, and I'm keen to find out more about it. But when it led me to think in, in the context of this conversation that focus in the case of overwhelm is a way of making more time for yourself and for that so you can focus on one task that supersedes all the others and then work down from there i mean you really must do that if you if you're an entrepreneur if you're in business or any area of improvement that you're trying to make so execute the largest and the most impactful action first and then you'll be able to more easily manage the work that follow follows that you know um if, if it's the largest thing clearly you will 
Agreed? Agreed. So there's this uh, sta statements or whatever you want to call it, where whatever you focus on, that's, you know, where your energy goes or, you know, where your energy goes, that thing grows. Right? So if you're focused on being stressed out, then you cannot do anything worthwhile in that state of mind. But if you, like I said, catch yourself and say, you know what, I want, I don't want to be this person who gets stressed out and who automatically thinks I'm overwhelmed. I want to be more productive. So then you focus on things that will make you more productive, you know? Mm -hmm. So yes, like you said, start, start with something and it, it usually is self, self is the most important thing. Start with maybe a morning routine you know, where you deliberately do things like meditate and then maybe exercise or journal something and set your intentions for the day. We've had these conversations many times, but it, you know, it's, the, it's what works and, you know, set the intentions to have a productive day and even just three things on the list. What's the most important three things that I can do today. And you're taking this deliberate action that's helping you to overcome any types of issues of overwhelm, you know, but the, that's what focus is good for. I believe focus means to put your attention towards what you should be doing for yourself and for whatever the tasks are that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. For, uh, for me, added on to that, for me, focus to, to get focused on something, you need to make sure that you're dedicating enough time uh, to it and, and any of the other items that may be before you um, during your day or your week or whatever it is. So what you said about having a daily routine, one of the first things I would say to anybody is add some hours <laughs> to the time that you've got in the early morning and at weekends as well, uh, when, you know, it might be quiet. I mean, if, you, if you've got an office or you work in an office that, you know, that's not a likely scenario for many people, but it's starting to get back to that for many people as well. It's, going to be surprising, I think, how much focus and productivity can be achieved um, when it's quiet around the place and you create time and you create space for yourself to, uh, to get focused. Yeah. Yep. Take yourself seriously. You know, it's mm. like I'm going to, uh, another thing that I've picked up on that's really, really good advice is Look at the behaviors of some of the people who are doing the thing or living the life that you want to live and see, well, what is it, you know, what can I pick, what can I, what can I see or what have I read about, you know, that some of these people do, you know, and lots of them have the morning routine. They have, you know, a, some sort of um, daily practice that they follow and they, take themselves very seriously. They read information that's, you know, going to enhance their, their, their mindset, their personal development. We're always, you know, um, able to improve upon whoever we are because it's, it's a work in progress all the yeah. time. We, yeah. we all have our days where things are more challenging, you know, than, than other days, you know, something happens, something pops up that you didn't expect. And, you know, how do I get through this? You know, you want to be as focused and, and strong as you can be and even probably just settle down for a little bit and then give yourself time to come up with a solution to any types of problems that come up. You know, those are the types of people that, 
you're trying to become because you want to feel empowered and you don't want to have days where you felt like the day did me in. I still, you know, got through this day. It may not have been perfect, but it, it didn't change my energy and my excitement about what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Quite right. I, one of the things you mentioned there, and it was on my list of things to bring up in this uh, discussion was about getting a, an accountability partner. You just, you just hinted, um, at that. Now we, we understand, I think, because we talked to lots of people about it, that, um, you know, in, in any kind of, of, uh, mindfulness exercise or, you know, business coaching or life coaching or any kind of organizational coaching that having accountability partners is widespread in along in that kind of thinking. And the reason it's widespread is because let's be honest, it works, right? It works because at least from my perspective, I, so I have a lot of clients who, you know, come back and report to me. I ask them, you know, to do certain things in a certain period of time. And then they come back, you know, we check in every couple of days and then they come back and tell me what type of progress they've made, you know, and I keep track of what they've told me. And I also ask, I love to ask people, you know, so do you, I ask them, tell me back what you have to do, not me telling them what they have to do. So this way they understand what they're going to be doing. So there's, you know, there's no confusion. And then they feel great because sometimes I get text messages or emails early or something where they're excited that they've accomplished the couple goals that they said, that, you know, that we discussed that they were going to, you know, to handle. And people feel good when they accomplish things. They, they do. They feel very good about themselves. And that keeps them um, excited about moving forward. They mm. see that they're making progress. And yeah. that's the thing, the thing that cures the idea of overwhelm. It's, you can show people when you have an accountability partner, you know what, here's the next couple steps that you, you should focus on. And then when they get those done, they, they start to, there's less overwhelm. There's more like, oh, wow, I'm getting this done. This is amazing. I'm so happy. And maybe they've never had an accountability partner before in life. So this is new and different for them. And then they see the benefits of it and they really appreciate it. I think it's important to stress, uh, to emphasize to anyone, I think people can get worried about this word uh, accountability and sort of imagine it's somebody like rigorously holding them to account and oh my goodness, but it's, it's, it's important to understand that you're in an accountability partner um, or accountability group. It could be a group of people the, the partner's authority doesn't run counter to or against your own, you know, they, they're there to help um, enforce boundaries that you have set in place, you know, at the point you establish them as your, your accountability partner. And, and I don't think, I think some people don't realize that. And, and once you know that, I think you can think, well, you know, ah, it's, 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 it's not going to be as, as bad as, a, as, as perhaps I thought it would be. It's a worthwhile thing to do. Right. Well, yeah, because some people are thinking, yeah, you're keeping tabs on me or you're rushing me or you're making me do stuff. But some people need that. Mm. They need because their comfort zone, which I do not appreciate the term comfort zone, um, 
their comfort zone is to go slowly or to hardly make any you know progress. Yeah. And here you have an accountability partner who's like, nope, let's move a little faster. Let's get some stuff done. You know, and some people, it's a wake up call. It's like, you know, something I really needed this. I've had people say that to me, you know, thank you for the kick in the pants because yeah. I really needed somebody to shove me forward. Because yep. if it was, if I was left in my own, <laughs> on my own, I would probably have just, you know, put it down yeah. and gone and, you know, sat on the couch and watched TV again. I'd say that's the number one quote <laughs> like I would hear as well from people. Thank you ever so much for, for the encouragement, for the, kicking the backside, you know, for telling me, <laughs> reminding me of what I said I would do. And that, exactly. that's, that's all we're doing, isn't it? You, you said this, so let's see the follow through, right? Okay. Exactly. And the final thing about this overwhelm is a technique to, to deal with it once you recognize that it's happening. Um, and that is about managing your deadlines. Because I know that with many people, the point of overwhelm comes when they believe they've set clear in their minds everything they want to achieve, done all that good stuff, all of the goal setting, all of the visualization of what it's all going to feel like when, when they get through and all the rest of it. And then external factors mean that you've got to reevaluate and you don't do it. So you stick, you're trying to stick rigidly to the, the targets that you've set for yourself, but Sometimes and, and that's fine, you know. But you, sometimes that's what it comes down to, or frequently that's what it comes down to: setting and enforcing and strategizing around deadlines. But you know, it's really you have to be realistic. It, it, it's got to be realistic yet firm, and you, realistic yet firm means that yeah, you've got to question if a deadline is is overstepped. Uh, for sure you do, but you've got to be able to keep it, it manageable and it's no good uh, flogging a dead horse. Uh, sometimes you've got to reassess, reevaluate, move the goalpost slightly um, so that you're able to carry on. And once, you, once you're able to do that, once you give yourself permission to do that, it takes stressors off the, the, the list and away from your calendar as well. So you're not seeing it every day right, right in front of you. Do you think that's a reasonable attitude to 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 take as well? Well, yeah, well, it's one attitude to take. I don't think there's one set attitude. I think there's, you know, you have different types of personalities of people mm -hmm. and people tend to feel overwhelmed for different reasons. You know, some people, like I said before, could be this is not what I expected, or it could be, I have a very full life and I, I don't know how I'm going to manage this with everything else that I have going on. You know, I'm always about asking questions. Okay. So how much time do you think you have to work on this each day? So we can get to an understanding. First of all, when you made the choice to do this, I'm sure you considered your situation before you knew your situation, but you jumped on and said, I want to do this too. So then let's talk about, because some people just need somebody to help them to, to break it down, you know, help me to figure this out because I, I, I have so much going on that I can't think straight. You know, again, using the word overwhelm, instead of just saying, I'm having a difficult time figuring out how I'm going to manage this whole thing. So lots of times it's, Having a conversation with people brings up brings out the other words that they need to use to describe 
how they're feeling or what the situation is. It's not necessarily overwhelm is not, you know, one specific way of describing the situation. It's something else behind that, that they're just using that term for. So I think um, helping people just to figure out from my lifestyle, this is what I can do. This is what I will do and go from there and make yeah. progress for sure. You know, and some day, yeah, some deadlines have to be adjusted, you know, because some, some stuff just can't get done depending on the person or the situation can't get done within, but, you know, knowing that, okay, I have a new deadline and I am definitely going to, you know, meet that. We don't want a series of excuses. Mm. True. I, I mean, I, all I was suggesting was that you, it's the, the trick is to set deadlines that aren't too ambitious right. um, to yeah. begin with. So that's broadly speaking, that's what you were, were, were saying there. Yeah. And I think it's important to reward yourself as well. You know, when you, when deadlines are met, that's a, it's another little thing you can do. Of so um, I, I mean, I think we've kind of, we've covered overwhelm there. We've covered our understanding of exactly what it is. Um, it's, it, you know, it's a combination of these physical things happening around you when you've set an intention and it all starts to build up and you need to know how to deal with it and to recognize it for what it is. It's about noticing. It's about uh, knowing exactly what to do when and if it strikes and then taking action to, uh, to make sure you fight it off. And I can say that because day in, day out, I, I do recognize these things and I use all of these techniques and I know you do too, overwhelm never bothers me. I could ne never say that I feel really overwhelmed by anything because I've really headed it off at the pass. Um, and I think it's important to do that all the time. Yeah. Yep. I look at some of the times I catch myself and I say, okay, reset. I just say reset. Come on, girl. Now, what, what should, what's the approach we should use today instead of that one? Because that one's not working. That's all it really comes down to is stop you know, don't play games with yourself, speak the truth, say what you've been doing is not working. You know, you can see when you're not organized or you can see you went to bed too late or you ate the wrong food or something. There are reasons why things aren't going the way you would like them to go. And I personally think it's fixable. You know, I don't, I always tell people, do you want that to be your story? You know, three months from now or six months from now? And usually the answer is no. So it's like, okay, so let's take a different approach now so that we're not feeling and doing this again, you know, in another couple of months. Let's make, yeah. let's, let's see the progress we've made. Let's look back and say, wow, look what I just did. This is great. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Uh, and on that note, we'll bring this discussion to a close. We'll be back again. We're going to do more book reviews for sure. Get a bit of momentum going and we'll see you down the track. Thank you, Bill. Whatever you are seeing or hearing this, please like, subscribe and share. The show is on YouTube and six podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. A full list is available at anchor.fm slash bdth. My name is Noel Matthews and I will see you down the track.